You're listening to Inside Content, the TV industry podcast. This show is brought to you by 3Vision, a global TV industry consultancy specializing in content acquisition, strategy, research, and business development. Each episode, we give you VIP access to the views and experiences of senior TV executives and discuss the latest TV industry trends and insights. Hello and welcome to Inside Content. I'm Toby Russell, CEO of 3Vision. On this episode, I'm joined by Patrick Rivet, CEO of Thema, a content creation and distribution business owned by Canal Plus. We discuss growth in the content distribution space, the future of pay TV, opportunities in Fast and YouTube, as well as Thema's expansion plans. Hi, Patrick. Thanks for joining us on Inside Content. Hi, Toby. Thanks for having me. So I'm really excited about our conversation all about Thema. I think you're running a very interesting business that's been evolving in a dynamic way in the last few years. And uh, I'm really interested to hear more about um, how the business is growing and where it's going next. Um, So maybe to kick off, you could give us a bit of an idea about the structure of the business, um, the history and what your role is. Sure. Um, so Tema is a company that was created uh, in 2006, so quite a long time ago now, and uh, that was fully dedicated to uh, pay TV distribution of linear channels. We have entered into a dramatic change um, in 2016 when we joined the Canal Plus group, um, and we deliver a certain number of services. Um, first one is the addition of TV channels. So we produce and edit uh, 25 channels. Um, The vast majority of it is exclusive for the pay TV operation of Canal Plus in uh, Africa, on the DDH platform in Africa. Then we create um, channels for the Canadian market where we have an office there. We um, making channels, we exporting channels, existing channels from, from Canal Plus to Canada and, and we acquire content from uh, the ca- specific for the Canadian market. One is Planet Plus, the other one is Season, and the third one is Studio Canal, which is um, obviously a, a movie channel. And then uh, the last channel that we're doing is specifically for our uh, US operation is uh, throughout a joint venture with the um, biggest producer of uh, Turkish drama, Canal D, we are making um, a channel of um, Turkish drama dubbed in Spanish for the pay TV environment, but also for the digital, meaning that we have a a D2C um, operation and also corner on on Amazon and OTT platforms and a fast. So the whole things that 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 we do to uh, exploit the content that's the first operation second one we are targeting the diaspora so we are creating pay tv bouquet with a lot of channels from um foreign countries addressing the diaspora mainly in france so we have a french speaking africa bouquet of 20 channels we have a northern africa uh, bouquet of 25 channels, Spanish bouquet, German bouquet. They're all available on IPTV in France and it's subscription based. 
we are doing that exclusively, not exclusively in France, but the vast majority of it comes uh, from France. We have outside of it, we're doing it in Spain, and we also are doing the Indian bouquet in the UK on British Telecom, on BT, uh, which is the, a bouquet that you can find for £5 with uh, Colors, Z, Sony, the top uh, channel for uh, the Indian community. So on that, we are securing with the right owners. Uh, we're doing the backhaul delivery. We're doing the marketing. We're doing everything. Uh, and our partners are the um, IPTV operators. And then the third part is distribution of content. Linear channels. So we're still representing third-party channels that we distribute on pay TV operators on different markets. Uh, in that sense, the headquarters of Tema is in Paris, but we have operation and office in the Netherlands. We have an office in Singapore. We have an office in Miami, and we have an office in uh, Montreal. So this is where we can export and represent those channels. So distribution of linear channels, and also, this is more recent, the distribution of nonlinear content. So in two ways. Um, um, traditional content licensing, thanks to the offices that we have in the different territories, and also with the support of the offices of Canal Plus, we have team, a dedicated team, to sell to local broadcasters and uh, to license to local broadcasters and pay TV uh, channels. Portfolio, so we do have, uh, we do represent, to give you some names, um, Globo. So we distribute uh, the portfolio of global regional content in all Asia. We do represent um, SBS, CJ, and Studio Genie, which are the, one of the top producers of Korean drama. We do represent them in Latin America. And uh, we also partner with Aishi, which is a, a Chinese uh, a producer. That's traditional, I would say, content licensing. And which is quite new and will come, I think, more in details after, the distribution on AVOD platforms, how to monetize content um, from partners, but obviously from within the Canal Plus group. Wow. So that's quite a broad range of activities. That's, I'm sure that's, that's quite an interesting challenge for you as the CEO to be managing, uh, managing all of that business. Yes, uh, so it is. Uh, at the end of the day, it, it, I mean, we have been always, we come from a very small company. We have always been, uh, I'd say, agile. So where we see the opportunity, we seize it. And obviously, being part of the Canal Plus Group, open up new doors and new opportunities to evolve within the group and, and, and you know, see opportunities and, uh, and do it for the group which is not necessarily what, uh, you know, they're not necessarily, the group is not distributing content to other platforms. So, uh, so we're doing that, of course, uh, without harming, as you can imagine, the strategy and the interest uh, of the group. And, uh, <clears throat> but at the end of the day, we're a small team. Uh, we are uh, with the offices abroad, we're a team of 70 people. So um, it's quite uh, small. And my role into that is as to make sure that, uh, we delivered uh, what we budgeted at the beginning of the year, as you can imagine, but also make sure that uh, we're, you know, I'm close to the, the key account, the big clients, going onto the market, meet the clients, and also 
within the company, make sure that uh, uh, everyone is informed of what we're doing and, and understand what are the you know, new possibilities that could be explored. Okay, fantastic. So I think probably quite a lot of your uh, business, well, historically would have been coming from the pay TV world. And, uh, and I'm sure quite a lot of it still, still is and will do in the future. Um, how, how optimistic are you about the future of pay TV? Because I think there's, you know, you speak to some, uh, some people and they'd say, well, you know, pay TV is, is in a kind of big decline. There's so much cord cutting. It's the end of, you know, the end of the pay TV bouquets. Uh, what's your feeling about that? Right. Um, my feeling is, of course, the industry is evolving and we've seen new players coming on board um, with new way uh, of delivering content and a new business model with a, a advertising uh, based. But I would say that the answer to that question is not the same if you're living in, a, in, in Ivory Coast or if you're living in, a, in the US, because it all depends also on the maturity of the market and also... Uh, the offer um, that is uh, that is given, um, you know, uh, in the U.S. the core cutting is, uh, is 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 terrible because uh, the, the operators are literally bleeding because there's a fierce competition and because the price is very high. Also, so um, so in that sense, uh, that's the extreme. I was mentioning Ivory Coast because this is a you know it's part of Africa and it's a market that we know well at Canal Plus Group. We are uh, we have reached eight million subscribers this year, and it has been on a constant growth uh, over the past you know ten years. So it's a constant growth. So we continue to uh, to get new subscribers, and and we're doing a you know we're offering a, a good uh, proposition of content. When it comes to other markets, yes, of course we've seen it's complicated, uh, but also once again. Um, I think that the pay TV operators are changing also in a way that they are reducing their, you know, they're making, they're much more attractive. And they're also, you know, I think the race is about to be the marketplace where for the subscribers, you will have one place to find everything. And, and that's, that's what, you know, in France, Canal Plus has been doing uh, because we've been partnering with, um, with Disney Plus, with Paramount, um, and uh, with Apple TV, so all that content can be found within the subscription of Canal Plus. So I think what for the pay TV operators, that's what they should look out in order to, you know, to survive, is to adapt and and capitalize on what is their core value still, the number of subs that they have and the name. So they should look for, seek for alliance with new partners. And, and in that sense, it could continue. But what's for sure, um, so about pay TV, I don't know if, if it's, I mean, it's declining, but what's for sure is, is that um, you cannot, as a pay TV operators, capitalize only today on linear channels. You need to have a broad offer of uh, on-demand content. Yeah, got you, got you. No, that, that that makes that makes really perfect sense. And so, I mean, just jumping forward to some of your latest activities with um, you know, the Korean series and with Globo, do you, is that something that is kind of related to um, 
the sort of on-demand uh, you know, activities that you would suggest that pay TV operators should be doing? Are they the targets for that kind of content or are you, are you approaching you know, other broadcasters and other players there? The aim is to um, the aim is to monetize a maximum of those um, this content. So how we are we are approaching everyone. Uh, so meaning from pay TV operators that, as I mentioned before, are looking now for VOD content in order to give a better offer. We are approaching the OTT platforms that are uh, also you know which is their bread and butter. So they they need that kind of uh, of content. And uh, and we're looking also to traditional free-to-air uh, broadcasters. So this is what um, what we're looking at. There is a huge influx of content uh, that has been produced over the past years because mainly because all those big players they have uh, they launched their own D2C offers. So Globo has been making Globo Play, Televisa has been making VIX. So they're producing in order to compete, of course, with the Netflix and, and the others. So there's a lot of content out there. And uh, it's not always easy for those players to, uh, to amortize that content only in their territories. Unlike Netflix, which is able to amortize on all those countries, Globo, it's only on Brazilian market or, or VIX only in the US and Latin America, which is pretty big. Um, but so they're looking more and more to reinforce their uh, international distribution. And this is where, by the fact that we have different offices through Tema or through um, Canal Plus, if you have offices, that means that you're connected uh, to the local players, whether they are uh, free-to-air broadcasters or whether they are pay TV or new platforms. So at the end, this is, these are our clients. Are you, are you seeing any trends about uh, what types of players are most interested in, say, Korean content, or is there, is is it is it really kind of unpredictable in different varies from market to market? It, well, I would say it it's geographical zone. Uh, I would call more that uh, the Korean is huge in uh, in all Asia. So wherever you go uh, in Asia, you will have a big trunk of your programming that is Korean. And that includes yeah. uh, Japan and China. It's really, uh, and it's a cultural move. Huh? It's, um, it's a soft power because it goes beyond uh, fiction. Uh, it's also um, music, of course, with the K-pop that is huge. Yes. And, yes. and we've seen, uh, and the Korean trend even hit uh, the U.S. when uh, *Parasite* from Bong Joon-ho won uh, the Academy Award, uh, I think, what three years ago, along with the Palme d'Or. So there is, <laughs> but the reality is that Korean content is not yet that popular in the U.S. That was a bit of a, an exception what I mentioned, but in Asia, yes, everywhere, Korean content is very popular. The second one, but if you go in Latin America or if you go to Middle East. They're all watching Turkish content. This is a big, big thing uh, over there. So Turkish content dubbed in Arabic or dubbed in Spanish, and that is a trend. It's huge, and we are we are making we have made good sales of uh, Korean content in Latin America, but nothing compared to what Turkish drama is making today in uh, in Latin uh, in Latin America. And actually, last year we sold. Uh, 
we sold uh, a title from Canal D to Globo, which was the first time Globo in Brazil was acquiring uh, a Turkish drama. Because, you know, within the Latin American market, it's uh, th there's this country as the size of a continent, but that is not moving at the same uh, logic and programming as the rest of Latin America. And for the first time, they opened it up and, and we're about to... Uh, to sell um, another title thanks to the success of the one that uh okay that's really interesting so it so it worked it worked well then. yeah it worked well yes it's it's very interesting uh, it took time for brazil to open it up and 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 when you say brazil um let's face it it's it's global global uh, decides yes. uh a bit the trend and uh you know, they, they run uh, the audiovisual business there. So uh, we needed to get into that. It took some time, but we convinced and uh, and it worked very well on uh, on their uh, streaming platform, Global Play. Right. Fantastic. So let's talk a little bit about the uh, subject of fast channels, because that is something that uh, everybody is very interested in these days. And we've had... Uh, many guests on the show talking about fast uh, i'm i'm interested in um in your take on that i mean obviously in the us there are some channels that are really having a you know really serious considerable success but internationally i think it's a little bit more uh, challenging and complicated um what, what's your view on the whole fast space and um, do you see opportunities for Thema there or, or, or not? Um, so um, I, I won't be your best client to talk about uh, FAST, uh, Toby, I'm afraid, because we, we have not encountered the success that uh, we expected on that, but obviously we tried. Uh, what I can tell you is, is um, yes, what, what everybody knows, uh, the business, yes, it's in the US, so there are, 2000 i think we reached 2000 channels in the us we barely know which one how many out of it uh, are making a significant uh, amount of money but we know um that there's approximately 20 20 platforms uh main ones being a roku pluto Tubi, and we know that it's uh we're talking about uh, i think last year was four billion dollars ad revenue well so which is quite uh, significant which ones are making um the revenue it's uh, which channel is difficult to tell. I, I would say a limited number one, limited number. And I think uh, you need to have a strong brand. That's for sure. And, uh, yes, yes. Uh, a strong brand meaning uh, as a coming from the pay TV channel. So uh, we've seen that, uh, I think it was a Roku that made a deal with Warner in order to launch up to 14 channels of Warner. So the, the name yeah. talks obviously, and and at the end, it's it's copy pasting a bit. Uh, what's the pay TV uh, traditional uh, um, pay TV traditional background? So we know that, and and the single um, single IP uh, uh, is working well. Uh, if you have a strong name, uh, I think Star Trek uh, for Paramount uh, totally uh, nailed it with uh, with uh, Star Trek and. Um, and also, uh, I think it was NBC that was doing Baywatch. That is a huge success. And I can tell you from within the group, uh, actually, the Studio Canal did a very good one with uh, Dead or Alive, which is a TV series from the 60s with Steve McQueen. And it worked dramatically okay. well. 
So, but we've seen that because in that case, well, it's quite surprising because it's a black and white show as not too known, but I guess that Steve McQueen is still working and, uh, and, but that's the ability also to watch a show. You can jump into that show and, uh, and you know it and, uh, I, okay, I can watch it, uh, the, the, the last 20 minutes. And if I'm still, still want to watch something, I can watch another episode. I'm just committed for 40 minutes. It's much easier than getting into a channel you know, where you have a, a programming and, and, and so on. So we have not, um, we launched personally uh, the, the Vivek NLD drama, so the Turkish drama channel in, uh, in Spanish, which was doing good. I mean, for us, but obviously far from the revenue that the previous one I mentioned were generating. And, and one of our channel also classical music channel that we launched, which was, um, which was coming from the Mezzo channel, which is a channel that is owned by Canal Plus and by LVMH. It's a joint venture. And we created that, that channel for, uh, for fast. It didn't reach uh, the number we expected, but that can be understandable uh, considering the thematic. Now, why is it not working uh, as good? Why are we not reaching $4 billion in other territories? Yes, figures are low. I think in France, we're talking about $20 million uh, revenue last year. In Germany, a bit over 50. Uh, UK, a bit over 150, which is probably the second market after the US. So we've seen the big gap. Once again, uh, I think the size of the, of the market is very important. In the US, we're talking about uh, 330 million people talking, uh, speaking the same language. Obviously, when you're in France, it's a much smaller, um, just much smaller market. Um, then what we have seen also is that the a free value proposition is heavy for the US because, uh, because the cost of pay TV is very expensive. It's not the case in, uh, it's not the case in Europe. In France, for instance, you can have a 40 euro a month, uh, 150 channels, uh, internet and, uh, and landline. So, you know, it doesn't necessarily uh, have uh, an added, uh, added value. And, and we've seen also that uh, local competitors are, are, are quite active also. I, I believe that ITVX has got over 30 channels now that they're creating that are fast. So there's a competition. Um, how this will evolve, um, we don't know. Um, you know, everybody is saying that uh, it's going to come, but so far we have not seen that coming. Uh, the other example is Latin America, which is has been skyrocketing. The consumption is very high on fast in Latin America, and especially Brazil, by the way. Um, but the CPM is very low, so the revenue generated yeah. in this region is not uh, is far far from what you're getting of. Yeah, it's not even to compare with the U.S. So at the end of the day, you know, like maybe at some point people are going to ask themselves, yeah, uh, shall I continue? How, how to change that in order to bring revenue? Because the more people are coming on too fast, obviously it, it, it damaged, uh, uh, it impacts the revenue from traditional pay TV operators. Yeah, and I mean, I think, you know, you've got a question whether there's going to be enough um, you know, enough revenue for there all for all those thousands of channels that are being created. And I think there's going to be uh there's certainly going to be more coming to market in the next uh next few months as the uh some of the bigger players that have stayed out of the space uh start to move in. So uh it's it, it, interesting to watch. I mean, me, 
moving on to like the other you know other ad supported opportunities you know avod particularly around youtube um i know that's an area that you're also active in um how do you, how do you feel about that do you think there are what what are the sort of different kind of opportunities that are there um compared to fast and are you more optimistic in certain situations about that space definitely um i mean in the case of tema obviously uh, and i i'm going to explain uh, explain you why um well first of all it's uh i mean the ad revenue for uh youtube in last year nearly reached 30 billion dollars so um whether you like it or not it's a big so it's three times the the fast and it's uh, much more than three times actually it's probably eight times more and it's something you cannot uh, avoid that's the first thing secondly it's dramatically now with ctv youtube is not only consumed onto uh your mobile or your computer it is on your tv set so you consume it exactly like on other platform and there was um i'm sorry i forgot the source of it but i've seen that in the uk now by the end of 2024 youtube will be more consumed on ctv than netflix of course but it's, maybe it's not the same time watch and everything but just to say that it that it's very important because of course the quality of um, the encoding and everything makes that you can watch it on your big screen and plus you know yes most many times you have the the button uh uh, the YouTube button on the remote control that can lead you directly there and you don't have to type uh, the name of it. You use Alexa or whatever uh, voice uh, assistant can help you to give you the titles. So at some point you can watch a C uh, you can watch the, uh, the, the summary of a, of, a, of a French open game that has just passed and right after a Siri onto the same platform. And, and, and at the end, uh, if your washing machine broke down, you can watch for a tutorial to, <laughs> to fix it. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. so, you know, the whole thing about the one place that gather all, it's very, it's very, uh, I think it's, it's going to be very, uh, it's very strong for, uh, for YouTube. Plus another aspect that the people are not so much aware of it. Uh, I mean, the, the broad audience, the number of, transactional VOD that is available on YouTube. So there is also that whenever you, you're looking for a movie, uh, you know, you can watch on YouTube and you, you can stand a good chance to have it on transactional for two euro to rent. If you really want a movie, you're going to pay the two, two ninety nine. So it's, it's yeah. pretty big. So I think it's important for us to be there. I mean, it's important for the, the people from our industry to, to consider it, whether it is on traditional or on ABOD and so on. That's one thing. Um, the second thing is that for us, it is the bridge to, um, you know, when I was mentioning at the beginning, one of the big things that we're doing is the creation of pay TV bouquet targeting the diaspora. We managed to do it in France on pay TV because they were not uh, capacity constraints and, and all of that. Uh, but it was very difficult to adapt that model in other territories. With YouTube, you are able to reach the diaspora at the size, at the scale of the world. So that is very, okay. very important for us because it comes back to our DNA, meaning targeting the diaspora. 
And what we do is that how we target those diaspora, we we take that's for us the ability of take the of taking the content from uh, Canal Plus Group. So the activities in Vietnam, the activities in uh, the DDH operation in Vietnam, in Myanmar, in Africa, in Eastern Europe, in Poland, all those platforms they are producing originals. And they have been producing originals for the market for a long time. And there's a lot of it that they are not using anymore. So, and they are not licensing because it's all, it's library content. So now we take that content and we create channels and that will be targeting the Polish community in the UK, in Germany, in the US with those drama. And we do that for the Vietnamese diaspora. We do that for the um, for the Polish, as I mentioned, for the African and so on. And the beauty of it is that the biggest market when it comes to diaspora is the US. And it's right. that's where the CPM is the highest. That's where you drive yeah. the most revenue. And that's where it has been impossible for us to tackle that market on a pay TV basis. With YouTube, you can do it. And 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 tomorrow we are not doing it on the one I mentioned to be uh, Roku, uh, to be Roku and Pluto, because still they are targeting. Uh, it's it's a logic of uh, you know there is a more programming uh, someone that decides, and the strategy today is to address the domestic market. But then they came to yeah. address the Hispanic market. So at some point, because this is the logic, they will address the uh, unserved communities. Just like what Dish was doing at the time of the pay TV in the US. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, ex exactly. And I guess <clears throat> to begin with, you you can go through YouTube, and there's no that's a, a great platform to reach those. People. Exactly, it's a great platform to reach those people. But it's also uh, what's important to understand also is that you need to. It's not only uploading content and and wait for the money to come. You need to have people behind uh, in order to put the right thumbnail, the right cover, uh, to enhance the community, to, uh, to, to create shorts, to promote, to engage. It's really how you need to manage your channels. And, uh, but, but the tools that we get there is, is uh, unbelievable. There's a lot of tools and uh, we're using it. It's, it's quite recent. Huh? We just started a year and a half ago, so it's very recent. But... And that's what I was telling you about the agility of, of Tema within the Canal Plus group is that, of course, Canal Plus is thinking first, and that's totally normal, about their market, uh, but then not necessarily to export after uh, abroad, especially because it's complicated to export Vietnamese content or Polish content. It's not easy. And it's not the role, I would say, of a pay TV platform. So this is where we step in, and this is where we can um, generate revenue. So there is the content of Canal Plus, but there is also the content that we dub for uh, our channels. I was mentioning at the beginning, we are making 20 channels for uh, for Africa, right? So we are um, mainly also content from, uh, you know, Televisa for novelas channels, Televisa, Canal D and so on. And we dub it in French for French speaking activity and also in Amharic for Ethiopian for the Ethiopian activities of, of uh, okay, and that we have the rights since we are dubbing all that content, we have the rights, the property of the dub version. 
So what we say to the right owners, we say, listen, we buy uh, to license for these territories on, on a pay TV basis, but then after we can exploit that version on our YouTube environment and we share the revenue with you. Right. And, and, cool. and I will not share the, the figures, but drama in, uh, in America is doing extremely well. <laughs> Mainly also, yeah, yeah, because there's a big size, uh, there's a big community uh, in the US, very uh, loyal, uh, there's a uh, strong stickiness, and, 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 and also because the offer is very limited. There is no such content dub in America, so the value of it yeah. takes it, uh, it's very important. Yeah, interesting, interesting. Just as a bit of a sideline on... Um, everybody's talking about AI uh, at the moment, obviously. And I think, uh, well, what's your feeling about um, kind of AI dubbing? Do you think that's going to be um, that's going to be something that's going to be make a kind of real impact um, for 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 you in the short term, or is it something that's further away? Uh, <clears throat> so, of course, yes. Everybody is talking about it. When you ask people. Um, on the markets, when you, you know, people from the industry, it varies. The most uh, optimistic ones are saying in about two years and a half, it's going to be down. Uh, the more conservative are more heading to uh, five to six years in order to replace a real state of the art dubbing. Right. Subtitling is there. Uh, YouTube is providing it. Huh? You can have up to a 44. Uh, subtitle uh, lines, uh, languages uh, on YouTube and, and any AI is providing a subtitle on a good uh, quality. Okay, okay. But dubbing's a bit further away in your I view. I think yes, because what we've been doing and we're doing that with, we're looking with, um, obviously our, our colleagues from Studio Canal are, are looking, are monitoring what's going on there and, and we've seen some uh, some examples and uh, yeah, the lack of emotion, uh, you're, we're not there yet. That's That's as of today, but yeah, no, things you. are evolving okay. so rapidly that uh, uh, you never know. But I would say not before three years. So as we're recording this, we're just in January. So to, to wrap up our conversation, what are, you, what are your, could you share a little bit about what your goals and uh, hopes are for 2024 for the business? I think that uh, the AVOD is uh, it's going to be key for us in uh, in the development. Uh, that's that's one of the goals for um, for twenty twenty four because we want to um, we want to go today. We have uh, twelve channels on on YouTube. We want to go uh, up to to thirty five because we are uh, exploiting the content from uh, within the group. So there is a dramatic growth that are going to come into the channel. So make sure that this is properly done. And also uh, to look um, at what, how we do with uh, Meta or with TikTok, with the other um, social media, because when it's opening up too. So how can we take position there? It's a, it's a different way of, uh, of uh, consuming content than YouTube, but we've seen that scripted content, somehow people are watching it uh, on on uh, on Meta or on TikTok in a different way, but uh, but yes, so we want to see how we can monetize our content onto those new platforms. That would be one of the goal, and also uh, how we can um, target. I mean, get into the OTT market in the US 
uh, with our content targeting the diaspora. Because from the moment, you know, the Arabic speaking uh, community is, is important, the Indian community is important, the Polish community is important. So we are able, uh, we're a one-stop shop, we are able to provide to those platforms a certain number of certain volume for each community of premium content labeled by by Canal Plus. Okay, fantastic. Well, good luck with all of those ambitious goals. I hope you uh, hope you hit them all, and I'd, I'd love to have you back on the show next year, and we can uh, we can talk about what's happened and what's what's going to happen uh, uh, going forwards into the future. Um, Patrick, thank you very much for your time on Inside Content. Thank you so much, Toby, for having us and uh, for having me. Sorry, and um, yeah, looking forward. Thanks for listening to this episode of Inside Content, the TV industry podcast brought to you by Three Vision. With decades of TV industry experience and real-world success, we know the ins and outs of the market like nobody else. To learn more about our TV consultancy services, head to threevision.tv.